quite a few anniversaries as always coming up this week. Uh, obviously, anything released in 1972 is 50 years old. Anything released in 1982 is 40 years old. And 40 years ago tomorrow was the release of E.T., the extraterrestrial. I don't I, I, you know, I was about 11 when that came out. I didn't know anyone who hadn't seen it. Uh, it took me a long time till I met someone who didn't see, hadn't seen ET. There are people out there, but man, what a what an impression that movie made. I haven't seen it in ages, actually. I know I saw it again, maybe 15, 20 years ago, and it was still pretty decent. Maybe not as good as I had remembered it, but uh, it certainly was a good film. One thing I do remember is reading Gone Girl because it came out and there was just such a buzz about it. And I traveled a lot, so I like to read stuff that's a bit light. Uh, while traveling for work. So you weren't always reading sort of something that would just turn the pages for, for your plane ride. I thought Gone Girl was excellent. It really was a fantastic book. I had no idea, I don't think many people did, that it would become this sort of template for almost everything that would follow. It would sort of almost on its own create a whole new genre of, of thriller fiction, of crime fiction. Yeah, it was interesting in itself. Now, if you don't remember the book, maybe you've seen the movie. I've seen the movie too. It's good with Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. Uh, but told in alternating points of view, the novel goes over the relationship between Amy and Nick Dunn, a successful 30-something couple uh, whose marriage you literally watch deteriorate on screen or it's already deteriorated. You watch the revenge part of it. And you can't really trust either of the narrators. In fact, it's kind of hard to like either character. So they move from New York to Missouri. Um, and then, of course, Amy stages her own disappearance, fakes her own death to get back at him for cheating. And the whole thing just descends into mayhem. It's full of twists and turns. It really is a really great book. Uh, if you remember the movie better, I picked out a little bit of it for you that sort of synopsizes or sort of provides a synopsis of the plot. Uh, here's Rosamund Pike playing Amy Dunn, and here's a reminder of what Gone Girl is all about. We were the happiest couple we knew. And what's the point of being together if you're not the happiest? But Nick got lazy. He became someone I did not agree to marry. He actually expected me to love him unconditionally. Then he dragged me, penniless, to the navel of this great country and found himself a newer, younger, bouncier, cool girl. You think I'd let him destroy me and end up happier than ever? No way. He doesn't get to win. Yeah. Marriage. <laughs> there you go. Well, the success of Gone Girl, as I'd mentioned, the novel launched a whole new strain of crime fiction. It's dominated bestseller lists uh, for the past decade. Even now, it really shows no signs of slowing down this idea of, you know, the unreliable narrator, the domestic noir. Joining me more to talk about this is Garrick Webster of crimefictionlover.com. He's speaking to us from Britain. Garrick, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for having me. Time does fly, doesn't it? Ten years already since uh, Gone Girl was published. Do you remember your first read of it and what kind of uh, impact it had on you, given how closely you pay attention to these things? Yeah, well, actually, um, we started the website um, in 2011, and the book came out the following year. And I got to admit, we weren't completely on the ball with it. So um, it was just this kind of wave, this phenomenon of... Uh, everyone mentioning it and uh, you know we didn't get sent a review copy or anything like that it just kind of well there was this tidal wave of interest so we we, we got on the case and we and we reviewed the book and um I, I just think it was a it shook things up um 
it, it changed things. Um, you know, up to that time, we'd we'd been, you know, up, you know, in the decade leading up to the the the, the book, some of the some of the big names would have been like Stig Larsson from from Sweden, and and you know, James Elroy was was the net was was the, was the name, the big American author, uh, literary literary dark crime fiction, and this this kind of psychological thriller was upon us. Um, there, there are so many innovations in it. Uh, I could go on and on all day about it. Yeah, um, it's interesting because I, I, when I first read it, I didn't get the you know it was a very good book and a very good read. I remember thinking, "Wow, that was that's a tight plot. Like that's a really interesting book." What about it? Do you think was was such a game changer? So, like technically, um, one of the things about it was that you know this dual these dual narrators. Um, but they're both unreliable. <laughs> so th- th- there's this kind of double kind of dual reality happening, which isn't perhaps the objective reality of a, you know, third person narrator. And, you know, th- that leads to all sorts of levels of moral ambiguity for both characters. And it also means that the reader is kind of like shifting in their sympathy uh, as they're sort of swayed by each story. One could be lying, the other could be lying, they could, be, they could both be lying. Um, and you, you're kind of, a, your allegiances are, are confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, another big thing about it was, you know, a lot of those, you know, like I mentioned Stig Larson and, and James Elroy, you know, their male author, um, James Elroy, particularly dark, kind of toxic males everywhere in the story, and in in this in this book, Gillian Flynn kind of subverts everything by having a female who could who could be both hero heroine. Uh, she can she can also be evil, perhaps. Um, you, you don't really know until you're deep into it. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, the, there's really a moral ambiguity there. I mean, I found both the characters to be likable and, and dislikable, you know, completely yeah. unsympathetic and sympathetic at the same time. Like, you don't know who to cheer for in this book, I found. I, I know. And, and, and But that carries on so far into it, and she uses the twist so deftly that you, you kind of can't put this book down. Um, and I think as well, like, you know, we, we were coming into a period in the genre when we we wanted more uh, strong female characters, um, and you know, like like with Salander in the in the Stig Larsson novels, um, she's depicted in a certain way by a male author, and here's something much I think subtler um, with with the main female character in the book, and. Uh, kind of irresistible in a way. Um, another thing that I I really like about it is like she wasn't trying to establish any kind of um, series with this book. She was she's got a story, she she's gonna tell it, it's got a beginning and an end. None of these characters have to have a before and after state, which you need for a series. And um, you know that that's that's kind of been picked up on, uh, you know, a lot. Uh, you know, other other women authors like Laura Lipman and mm. Megan Abbott, mm. Paula Hawkins, 
Um, I, I'm not saying that any of these are directly influenced by having read Gone Girl, but their novels, their, their writing standalone novels of, of great quality as well in period after this book comes out. And um, it, it's a really, a really big boost. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, one of the things I found really in, in, interesting about it too is that, much like a perfect pop song, for instance, or a really good film, it just felt like the whole thing was tied in with a. It takes you on a ride, and then it ties it yeah. up with a bow and lets you go. Um, yeah. So, so it did, as you mentioned, it did have a very significant impact on the whole genre. What was that impact? Well, I mean, like commercial <laughs> for a start. Yeah. Uh, I think the publishing world wanted another another Gone Girl soon, and I think it wanted a lot of them. And I, and and we we saw a lot of a lot of books coming out with uh, Gone Girl quoted in the blurb or uh, the, the the word girl in the title, the girl this, the girl that, the girl who, the woman in, da 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 da. Um, you know, even even last week. I think I got a press release with Gone Girl mentioned in the description of the book. <laughs> you know, it, it's, Ten years it, later. it goes on and on and on. <laughs> um, this was a psychological thriller a, a, and a domestic noir that um, kind of cornered a market. It, it kind of created a subgenre that we do call domestic noir now. And it had it. I mean, it had its precedents as well. I mean, there were other domestic noirs beforehand, but uh, but certainly Gillian uh, Flynn brought it into a new age. One would think. Oh yeah, I think there's a generational. Um, it's a generational novel as well. I think it's like the millennial uh, psychological thriller, um, and I think it's still relevant today as well. You know. One of the things about it is this sense of a kind of dual reality or whatever. And if we look at the way people, if you look, if we look at discourse, say on social media, uh, you know, people who are highly motiv motivated politically or in a certain belief, they almost they're almost creating their own truth. Everyone's own reality is 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 what we have now. And I, I think Gillian Flynn, you know clocked that a long, quite a long time ago and and she 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 used that in these two in these two characters and the way they tell their own uh, version of things <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm speaking with garrick webster of crimelover.com crimefictionlover.com rather we're talking about the 10-year anniversary of the publication of the novel gone girl you may have seen the movie of course it was a very popular one and just talking about the impact that it had because it has had a significant impact on not just mystery fiction but generally in fiction altogether because there have been many like it some very good some not quite as good uh when we come back we'll talk just about more a bit more about whether it was a healthy impact uh on uh, on the genre at least and and just overall and where to now will we continue to see more uh more pretenders or at least imitators uh, of gone girl in the future that's next
I'm speaking this half hour with Garrick Webster of CrimeFictionLover.com. He's in uh, in England. We're talking about the 10-year anniversary of the publication of Gillian Flynn's Gone Girl, perhaps one of the most read uh, books of the last 10 years, certainly one of the most uh, popular in its genre, uh, and spurred, of course, that uh, that very popular film uh, with Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. Um, Garrick, when, when, you, when you look at the impact that it's had, just from where you are, has it been a positive impact in general on the, the genre? Certainly, it's gotten a lot of people people to pay attention to it. And it's got a lot of people reading and talking about it, which can't be a bad thing, I would think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think that's it. It's, it's, it's brought people, um, and I guess at the time, you know, younger people to, to the crime, crime genre. It came out at a, t- at a time as well where the, the genre was, was actually in good health and growing. And I think pr- probably the, the release of Gone Girl contributed to that. Um, you know, it added a new dimension to what we might call the noir genre. Um, as I was saying, like domestic noir is now a thing. It's 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 regular to read books about the the dynamic in the household, the children, adult, the children, the parents, the the man, the, the man and wife, um, the influence of neighbors and other family members and and uh, affairs and and th- things like this. Um, I think it also it also came around at a time when um, you know Kindle was growing in popularity, and actually one of our readers made a comment that uh, you know she hated the novel, uh, she she found nothing original about it. Da 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 da. Uh, I think it's only popular because these young people are reading it on Kindle, <laughs> and um, you know that's an interesting perspective. I think. Gone Girl helped to sell Kindles uh, and I and you know iPads well, became, and and reading it became, it became it became sort of a must read right and that's that's when people turn when yeah. people tend to tend to like books when they're both good and and uh, and uh, they are must read. D- did you find there was a backlash to it? Because like everything, if something's infinitely popular and everyone thinks it's great, invariably someone thinks it's not. Where was the backlash coming from? And and you mentioned uh, the the unoriginality of it. Um, I mean, I don't find much mystery fiction to be completely original. It all kind of builds on what's already there. But what was the backlash like? Why why why? Uh, what didn't people like about the book? Well, the, the, you know, a lot of people uh, like. You know, they liked the crime genre the way it was. It was, you know, dominated by series, dominated by uh, characters that return, whether it's Hercule Poirot or Bosch or what have you. Um, and they and they liked that regularity and the, this kind of standalone format, uh, intensely written. There's no messing around. There's no playing playing for a sequel or anything like that. It's she she got the story out told it really well, and, and then moved on to her next book. Um, I think that the attention the book received also made other authors um, not not jealous, but c- kind of, they, they wondered how she pulled it off, and they were kind of probably being asked expectant questions by their publishers uh, about, can you give us one of these? <laughs> <laughs> which which any any author will 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 really not take nicely yeah. to I imagine. Um, so I did uh, you know I did I did attend panels and 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 things like that around the time 2012 2013 where um you know some authors would roll their eyes when 
uh, Gone Girl was brought up or something was compared to it. And, you know, ho hopefully that hopefully they were inspired by it and not annoyed by it. But I think some were annoyed by it and some readers too. It wasn't, you know, it's not, it perhaps isn't everybody's cup of tea. No. You know, what you I know, find, it, oh, go ahead, sir. It tackles sorry. some big things too. So, you know. It does actually tackle some big issues. And it is a moment in time. Of course, it was set right after the, uh, the the subprime crisis. So they do live in this sort of McMansion in an area that's been completely abandoned. It was very much set uh, in its era, which which was, uh, which was made it, I think, all the more immediate at the time and managed to be both uh, traditional and cutting edge all at once. I mean, and that's saying a lot, but it was. I thought it was just a good read, which at the end of the day is all anyone wants, right? Yeah, absolutely. Technically well-written. Every 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 turn, every you know, every bit of dialogue is 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 well presented and precise, and and the the author I think feels for these characters and um, loves and hates them like we do. Um, I I kind of you know again I was talking about Stig Larsson and and the and the the, the girl with the dragon tattoo and the influence that had, and if we look into that book, you see um. Uh, a character whose story is impacted by the great institutions of the Swedish state. Ultimately, a secret department uh, in Swedish intelligence is the reason is the reason she was, you know, thrown into an asylum. Um, and I think I think Gillian Flynn tackles another institution which we call marriage, and turns that around and looks at that from some different perspectives. I'm not sure I'd ever offer Gone Girl to someone thinking about planning a wedding. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's like all taking place on their anniversary and so forth. Yeah. Well, Garrick Webster, thank you so much for your time. I've, obviously, I recommend people pick up the book if they've never read it, because it is a good read. You may, may have seen the movie. Uh, but just the whole idea of the, uh, of the unreliable narrator is always an interesting one to me. Uh, Garrick Webster, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for having me.